morning, everybody. Welcome back to Chop for Time this week. Uh, it's Thomas McClure here, the youth pastor, with uh, Ben James, our, our lead pastor here at the church. How's it going? It's going well. I am um, just going to uh, do this very loudly and very purposefully. I'm that's going to bother so many people. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm aerating the coffee, you know, yeah. just like, but uh, that like is it. my first cup of coffee for the day. And that is so, my, my day is just out of routine, just completely and totally right now. You should start like an ASMR thing, you know. Yes, just like, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I, I'm doing well, especially Good. now that I have uh, my cup of coffee. How, yeah. are, how are you? How was your day off yesterday? Labor Day. Labor we're, Day. We're, we're coming to you. Uh, live recording, which you will hear later today on yeah. Tuesday morning. So, how was your Labor Day? Yeah, it was good. I didn't really do anything. To be totally honest, like we had, yeah, we had some friends over for the weekend, and then uh, I was going to go paddle boarding again yesterday. We got some paddle boards, and we you right did that on, on Saturday, right? Yeah, we were there on Saturday. It was good fun down at the lake. Um, we found out quite quickly that you're supposed to have life jackets. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and th- we also went to the wrong part of the lake where. Uh, it wasn't the idle speed section, so there oh, were yeah. like speedboats flying by. Yes. So trying to balance on the waves on a paddleboard is a bit of a challenge. Yeah. So, but so it was fun. So from someone who spent a fair amount of time on a, on a fishing boat on that uh-huh. lake, it looked like you were kind of in one of the, um, from the pictures that I saw, it looked like you were kind of in one of the more um, narrow uh-huh. portions of the lake and, yeah, and we it's just, not an idle speed so no. whenever the, i mean it just kind of washes back and yep. forth and yep. there's just this it was just a continuous yeah, yeah. battle to so, try and stay standing up so fun for paddle boarding for fun sure. fact yeah i actually um a butterfly knocked me off my paddleboard um which okay oh, okay, oh, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. okay so are we talking about like um like a Lord of the Rings type moth or, mm. butter or eagle or, you know, something was, that's just It was a pretty, big, it was a pretty big butterfly, but it wasn't, okay. no, it, uh, so I was paddling, but then there was like, there was a lot of waves. So I was like trying to balance. And then literally out of the side of my eye, a butterfly flies right in front of my face. And then that kind of freaks me out. So I like try to rebalance myself and then it lands on my hand. So I'm like trying to keep my hand still. So I don't, because I don't want it to fly away. Because I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I, but I need to move my hand to balance, and then I, I fall off. So oh. and then I, it was my first fall of the whole day, and it was like, <laughs> I blame the on the butterfly. It's the butterfly effect. Yeah, was yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, ripples and bigger than ripples. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a good weekend. What about yourself? Did you do anything exciting? No, we um. You know, just kind of spent the day hanging out at the house. I got on my mower again, which is not, you know, unusual for me to find an excuse to, yeah, yeah, it is. It's very much my therapy, but, uh, we did, we, we cooked out, did some hamburgers, hot dogs, just, just spent some time just hanging around. I watched, uh, watched golf yesterday, the final round, which meant that I slept through most of it Mm. uh, because, uh, you know, fun fact, the announcers on TV, they don't whisper because they don't, you know, they whisper not because they're not wanting to disrupt the golfers. They're whispering because they don't want to wake the people uh, up yeah, who yeah. are watching yeah. at home. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't say I'd ever be able to stay awake the entire time while watching a golf. Yeah, it's great. You thing. watch the, the leaders <laughs> and those who are in contention. You watch them tee off on the first hole. You, uh-huh. you know, you take a good nap. Yeah. Uh, you were kind of in the middle stretch there and you wake up for the four, final four or five holes to, yeah. to see what's going on. So yeah. It was a good day. Yeah. No, it was it was a great weekend as well. I mean, I thought Sunday was great. It was oh, it, yeah. Well, you, you know, you and I were talking just a little bit before we started recording here about just. Uh, I, I thought praise and worship mm-hmm. was just fantastic. Yeah. I mean, uh, Kennedy um, led had had Caroline with her, mm-hmm. a student at KCU, just did a phenomenal job. Yeah. And then, and then of course, you know, the guys in the background, you know, the ones that you know, Scott and Chad and Kevin and Derek, the 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 band. They uh, it was just it was a really good. 
yeah. good time for sure. Yeah, I was uh, chatting with a guy outside of the like out of the sanctuary mm-hmm. that morning, and mm-hmm. when we were walking towards the exit, he just stopped and he was looking in for a little while, trying to encourage him to like stay for the service. Yeah. But he was just looking in and was like, "Wow, that looks really cool," and like you know. It's cool. You got a whole band going. I was like, yeah, you should come and join us. He's like, I really got to go. Yeah. like, oh, come on. But yeah, it was great. It was, um, Kennedy did a fantastic job. Um, and yeah, we started a new series. It's kind of exciting. Um, or a new, a new study, uh, here at the, at the church. So, uh, Redeemer. Yes. A whole new thing, kind of leading out of the Psalms. It mm-hmm. did see, it felt pretty similar, actually. Good. I, it definitely. I was kind of curious as to how, because I know that in my preparation, uh, time for it, especially, I think we're going to see that through the whole study that we do mm-hmm. um, through this this study of Redeemer. It, it felt like a natural flow to mm-hmm. me in my preparation. Yeah. I I was curious as to how for those who were listening, uh, those who were you know either watching online or here in person with us, how they kind of received that. If they could see that as almost kind of a, a natural extension mm-hmm. uh, from the Psalms into. Mm-hmm what we're studying now so yeah. I, I, i'm glad to hear that yeah no it, it definitely felt especially with the whole uh the questions of the who the why all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff and sort of diving into mm-hmm. that but you you sort of pointed out that we were dealing with the bad news this week yeah so. it was a uh, it was a good news bad news thing and i yeah. you know, i just kind of brought yeah. that up at the beginning you know hey we are um this is the, the next couple of weeks, especially. This is a good news, bad news thing, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to deal with the bad news first because yeah. the majority of people, not not everyone, but the majority of people, whenever they you ask them, you know, you can tell them and say, "Hey, I've got good news and I've got bad news. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one do you want first? Most of those people are going to say, "Give me the bad news yeah. first," just mm-hmm. because that you know it, that kind of prepares us, I guess, mm-hmm. and then we've got this little bit of a silver lining yeah. coming along. Yeah. So. We did. We talked about the bad news mm-hmm. this Sunday, and the bad news is why we need Christ as a redeemer. Mm-hmm. It would have been really easy for us just to to pick up to start off with Jesus, our redeemer, and start the story right yeah. there with his birth and and that work of redemption that he mm-hmm. began. But I felt like it was really uh, important for us to go back and answer the question as to why mm. we need Jesus as a redeemer. Why did mankind at the point that he came, why did they need a redeemer then? Why do we need a redeemer now? And then we went all the way back to the beginning of Genesis and actually looked and said that we needed a redeemer then mm-hmm. as well. So we looked at the fall of man, you know, mm. when Adam and Eve uh, ate of the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Uh, that's, you know, sin crept in. And that's, you know, the fall happened. We went into disobedience. We've been there ever since. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's why we needed a Redeemer. Mm-hmm. So we, we looked at that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we looked at it a lot. Yeah, no, it was, um, it was, it was cool to go through. Obviously, normally we we go through a, a, a chunk of the passage and mm-hmm. you were like, well, we're not going to go through three whole chapters today. Right. But, you know, it was, it was a good, really, a really good in-depth um, look at the fall. And I think there's a lot of things that people didn't pick up on before that, mm. you, you know, that you'd focused in on. Mm. Um, that was really cool. I mean, I definitely had a few conversations with friends afterwards who were yeah. saying, oh, I never thought about that before. Or, well, good. You yeah. know, we, you know we, we started and it was, you know, like I said, I, I made it very clear. Hey, we're covering the creation story in the fall. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to exposit every verse out mm-hmm. of the first three chapters, uh, which is kind of my natural lean to do. I, I, yeah. I like to teach from a place and preach from a place of exposition verse mm-hmm. by verse. Uh, but we kind of told the story. And then 
the first passage we zoned in on was uh, chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. And mm-hmm. that was basically the original command of don't eat of that tree. If you do, that day you'll surely die. Mm-hmm. And, and I took a few moments and just spent there going, trying to bring a little perspective into that of that's really not heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. When God creates us in perfection, and we have this perfect atmosphere, this perfect environment. We're, we're constantly in fellowship with one another and with his presence and his spirit, uh, having one rule, you know, having one ask mm-hmm. and one command really isn't heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. Because we, I think we kind of want to look at it that way. You know, mm-hmm. it's like this, this choice of, mm-hmm. um, you know, God set us up to fail. And, and that's... Yeah. Yeah, I just I have it wasn't a hard a 50, time. 50. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. like it could go either way. Yeah. You know, it was it was just this one thing and and, and I presented to the con- congregation that um, I feel like my feelings and this is again this is my feelings, this is my understanding. I'm not saying that we're going to build a doctrine mm-hmm. around this, but I believe the reason for the question of why would God put that tree there even to begin with? Why would he even give us the option? Mm-hmm is that I believe that there's joy in obedience. Mm-hmm. You know, true joy is only found in God. And we mm-hmm. saw that so much in the book of Psalms. Yeah. But I believe that there's another element of joy and, and a greater level of joy, not only just overall joy in him, but I think that there's a greater level of joy in obedience to him. Mm-hmm. As Jesus said, mm-hmm. you know, if you love me, keep my commandments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, you know, that, that I just threw that out there. And again, for the yeah. purpose of this podcast, that's I, I'm not building a theology on that. I'm not even mm-hmm. saying that uh, that's 100% biblical. That's my thoughts. That's my opinion, that I just think that there is a, a joy mm-hmm. in us following the will of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, that whole passage also gave me, um, made me think about a definition of sin as well. I think you know, we kind of get tied up with thinking that sin is doing something bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is strictly what that is. But eating fruit isn't bad, you know. So it seemed like the definition of sin back at the start was to do something that wasn't what God wanted. Yeah. And, and I know? think that that just that hits the nail on the head mm-hmm. because we look at sin as, like you said, it's just something bad. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily the case. We mm-hmm. could be doing something really good yeah. and it be sin. Yeah. Uh, because it's any. Sin is basically any willful disobedience to God. Mm. Uh, that that knowing that it's wrong ahead of time and doing it anyhow. And I can't yeah. I can't help but think in the book of Acts where Paul's talking about how he's wanting to go. I believe it's to Asia, wanting mm-hmm. to go to Asia, wanting to go to Asia. But the Holy Spirit checks him and tells him no. Mm. Um, now, see, Paul would have been one hundred percent in line with the commandment of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. To go into all the nations. Yeah. So see, he would have been under the law, under yeah. the rules. Mm-hmm. He would have been just fine because, mm-hmm. hey, Jesus said go into all the nations. That's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Asia. Here it is. He told me to go into all the nations. But there was a sensitivity to God's Holy Spirit there. Mm-hmm. And had he gone to Asia in the name of Christ, in the name of the gospel, it would have been a great thing. Mm-hmm. It would have been a good thing. But it wouldn't have been the right thing. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. and, and so I'm glad that you brought that up. I think that's a really good point. Yeah, because it makes me, it kind of keeps me in check because I think uh, the Bible Project always have this phrase that they use of uh, that the humans decided to um, define good and evil on their own terms. You know, and I think whenever we say, oh, that's sinful, are we doing that because it's not 
God's will or is it because we think, oh, that's bad mm-hmm. or, or the opposite of that of like, oh, that's good. You should do that because we think on our own definition of good and evil, right? you know, that's good. Mm-hmm. Whereas God's like, no, 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 <laughs> that's not what I want for your yeah. life. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, no, I think that was, that was kind of a, a cool sort of thing that definitely got in my mind, mm-hmm. um, after it all for sure. Um, but there was a couple of other parts that you led into um, that were interesting. Yeah, um, we went into chapter three then, and we really didn't exposit it verse by verse, but we kind of went section by section mm-hmm. a little bit, and we, we talked about, you know, the original temptation, the mm-hmm. original sin where Satan, you know, the serpent, um, basically says, did he really tell you, mm-hmm. you know, not, and it's like, yeah, this is, and he's like, that's, listen, that you're not going to die. He doesn't mm-hmm. want you eating that. Because if you do that, then you're going to be like him. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're going to wind up like him. And I kind of threw out there to the congregation that the original temptation, and one that we still face frequently today, is that Satan tempted them with the lie and the deception, and with the deception of if you eat of this, then you're going, he convinced them that they were not something that they actually mm-hmm. were. Mm-hmm. So his deception was that if you eat this, then then you're going to be like God. Yeah. When in all actuality, God said, let us create man in our image, in mm-hmm. our own likeness. Adam and Eve were already created. They were already like God because they were made in his likeness. Mm-hmm. But Satan convinced them that they weren't. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that, that we fight today as yeah. well. Yeah. And and even the, the bit of, did God really say? Yes. You know, I mean... Satan hasn't had to be inventive with his temptation lines. You know, I mean, that's the exact same thing that we battle today, every day of like, does the Bible really say that you can't do this? Does the Bible really say that you can't like, you know, move in with your girlfriend? Does the Bible really say that you can't get drunk every night if you want to and all this kind of stuff? And, you know, it's that same wrestling that we have. Mm -hmm. And it's like, have we really not learned (laughs) over all this time? Yeah. Yeah, It just, I mean, it's it's the same thing. It's a common, common trick that we just keep falling for over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you made that clear, like we can relate to Adam and Eve because you were saying like, we always blame them. mm -hmm. You know, you're sort of putting that out there. Yeah. We villainize them. Uh, We, 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 we all do that. We Mm -hmm. villainize Adam and Eve, but really, (laughs) are we any different? Yeah. Are, are we any different? Had put us in that position, mm-hmm. we would have we would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that, well, you don't know that. Yeah, I do because we do it every almost every day. We mm-hmm. fall for the same thing every day. Uh, and then a, a really interesting section to me was whenever after that moment, when mm-hmm. doubt, the seed of doubt was placed in their minds, it all of a sudden were introduced to Adam and Eve's senses, mm-hmm. their physical senses. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, they begin to see that the fruit is good. Then they start hearing. They start listening. It was, you know, they saw that it would be desirable. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really important shift for us to take a moment and look at because nowhere before that mm-hmm. had we been introduced to man's physical senses, touch, mm-hmm. sight, smell, hearing, you know, those tastes, those type of things. But now that's what everything's being filtered through Mm -hmm. and i believe that there's an inherent danger whenever we transition from being dependent on the spirit to guide us Mm -hmm. and then being dependent upon our senses and our Mm -hmm. emotions and i made the statement that our senses our physical senses and our emotions 
are terrible masters. Mm-hmm. They're terrible guides into what we should or shouldn't do or the direction our life's going. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. And um, the, uh, oh, where is it going to go with that? My brain stopped. <laughs> Still early morning for me. Should have more me. coffee. Still, should have more coffee. I haven't had my coffee. I'll have another drink. <laughs> go, go ahead while you're... While you're um, uh, the... It will come to me. We're just going to keep adding to the timeline. I'm, I'm going to add the Jeopardy theme music yeah. into the background. Yeah, yeah, here. yeah. That sounds good. Um, see, the more I've been thinking about it and the more we've been joking about <laughs> it, the more it's just seeping out of my brain further as to what further, we were talking about. Further it's um, going. So that section was... That was about the senses. Yes, the senses. Yes. Um, yes, sorry, what Paul talks there about. We there we go. go. I got it. There it is. You know, Paul talks about walking by faith, not by sight. I yes. think that was a real, you know, yes. that's the epitome of that, of, of, yeah, we're so easily deceived by our, by our senses. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and that's because when we, when we're guided by what we see, we lose hope. When we're, mm-hmm. when we're guided by what we feel, um, everything's running amok, yep. you know, and I mean, it's just, they're terrible. Yeah. They're terrible to base uh, our relationship with God. They're great accompaniments. Mm-hmm. They're, they're great additions uh, to our relationship with God, but they're terrible primary sources. Yeah, I am. Um, over the past week, I've been reading through um, the book of Judges and then First and Second Samuel. Mm-hmm. And at the very end of Judges, it says something um, that got me thinking about this. Uh, in in those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what what was right in his own eyes, mm-hmm. you know. And like, you know, I remember reading that and I was chatting with a friend of mine back home. We were just doing a study on this, and I was like, "Wow, that's you know, that's." how far they'd how far they'd fallen yeah you know and then i was like hang on <laughs> we're way farther yeah. by the rabbit hole than that you know like we're our culture and everything is defined by you know uh follow your heart or yeah. like you know do what's right for you and like all this stuff and i'm just like gosh this is terrible advice mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it, like, it really is and that's what we see you know just as we're progressing through this the with the portion of the senses you know, mm-hmm. once they eat of the fruit, they, they realize that they're naked mm-hmm. and they clothe themselves mm-hmm. and then they hear God. Mm-hmm. Again, the sense is they, they hear God coming through the garden and they hide themselves. This is the first mention of shame mm-hmm. and guilt in yeah. the Bible. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, from that point, we, we start seeing things go downhill even more rapidly. Mm-hmm. We, you know, God calls them out and Adam's just like, hey, we were hiding because we were naked. And God's like, okay, whoa, who, who told yeah. you you were naked? And he's like, did you eat of the tree? Mm-hmm. And then Adam was just like, she did it. Mm-hmm. And then Eve was like, he did it, pointing to the yeah. serpent. Yeah. You know, and this shame is introduced so physical senses our emotions become our our guide at Mm -hmm. this point and then that leads us into shame and guilt and shame and guilt will always especially when we are dependent upon the flesh going to lead us into blame because we want to project our guilt and our shame Mm -hmm. onto other people or other things or anything anyone anything that we can and all of a sudden you know i kind of mentioned it just in passing here we have this moment of where you know, when Eve was created, you know, you see this uh, this pride almost and this difference between all the other creation because Adam had been tasked with naming everything, you mm-hmm. know, that God had created. And, you know, it was just like, okay, bird, yeah. fish, mm-hmm. deer, cow, moose, what? I don't yeah. know, you yeah. know. 
And then all of a sudden there's there's the you know so he's just kind of naming them as almost objects type thing. There's mm-hmm. no real connection there. And then you get to the ooh. You know, Eve, you know, whoa, I mean, you know, which basically gives us the inclination of mine. Mm -hmm. And not from an ownership standpoint, but we were created for each other. So there was this special connection from the very beginning. And then as soon as shame and guilt Mm -hmm. are brought in, then that blame starts. And that's what once was this is part of me Mm -hmm. now becomes it's her fault. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then her fault goes. No, 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 no. Wasn't me. It was the serpent. Mm. And and that's just again. How are we any different? Yeah, yeah. Something I find really interesting about that passage is the way God asks questions. Mm-hmm. Like even though He's all knowing, all powerful, like He knows exactly what's going on. Yeah. He still asks. It's kind of a strange. It it is, but. I mean, it's very much in line with his character. Yeah, but it's being a parent. Uh-huh. I understand that mm. there there's a level of understanding as a parent that I mm-hmm. didn't have beforehand. Mm. Um, because you're you're kind of <laughs> kind of when you're doing that, you're kind of giving your child the opportunity to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just yeah. you know, because the thing you tell them is like, listen, even though the truth will get you in trouble, yeah. The truth is going to always get you in far less trouble mm. than lying is. Mm-hmm. So I, that may be completely off, but that's yeah. in my head that makes sense to me. It's like, okay, I'm going to give you an opportunity at least if, if you admit this, mm-hmm. if you're honest with this, then that opens up doors for conversation mm. that being dishonest and lying about it really, we don't have those options yeah. of that type of conversation. Yeah. So I, I kind of see it in that yeah. light. It definitely does give God a more parental mm-hmm. um, sort of a, a, a more parental view of him. Even at, at the very start, I think sometimes we get tied up with like, you know, God being a father as a New Testament thing, mm-hmm. you know, but not quite as much yeah. in the Old Testament, which has definitely got a lot more like rough stories that yes. aren't overly parental. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, there's just, I mean, in those three passages, there's just tons yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And just, you know, heaping on top of heaping upon top. Yeah. It's kind of like that, you know, you, you may be able to get away with an initial lie. Mm-hmm. But you're always going to get caught up the more you add to it. You know, yeah. one lie leads to another lie, to another yeah. lie. And then, um, you know, and we move from there into that section where God kind of starts talking about consequences. Mm-hmm. And he talks about consequences of the serpent having to crawl on his belly, mm-hmm. eating dust to the ground. And then we get into the woman, you know, treading upon his head, him mm-hmm. biting her heel. Um, then we get into the consequences for the woman, which there's going to be pain in childbirth. Yeah. Uh, the man, there's going, you know, you're going to toil mm-hmm. in your work of the land. You're going to work by the sweat of your brow, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and then the consequences for all mankind was mm-hmm. already back in chapter two, verse seventeen, that if you do this, you're going to surely die. Yeah. Um, and and I took a moment and just kind of dissected that a little bit because mm-hmm. we are so literal with that verse. You know, we're thinking that means that there was a physical death, mm-hmm. which it does mean that. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that it doesn't, but God said, you know, in that moment you shall surely die. While man's days were numbered at that point, mm-hmm. while there was a death, physical death that was imminent, mm-hmm. uh, Adam and Eve didn't die mm-hmm. the moment that they ate of the fruit. Yeah. They didn't die the moment that God put them out of the garden. They did, you know, they lived long 
past that. But there was a death that took place. You know, I went to First Thessalonians. I didn't go there. I referenced First Thess- Thessalonians five twenty three, where it's talking about God making us whole, spirit, soul, and body. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam and Eve were created. We are created as a three part being: spirit, soul, and body. Mm-hmm. The un- the immediate death that took place when they ate of the fruit and were pushed out of the garden. God God kicked them out of the garden. Mm-hmm. Was there was a spiritual death there? You know, they, they still, spirit, soul, body. They still had the body, soul. But the presence of God that dwelt with them in the garden was removed. Mm-hmm. So there was a death. And we see that in our lives, too. We're, we're born into that um, that incompleteness. We're mm-hmm. born spirit, or I'm sorry, we're, we're born body and soul. Mm-hmm. But we have a void where the spirit is. Yeah. Yeah. That, I thought that was very interesting as well, I think. Um, it's something I hadn't thought about because I always did compare it to physical death mm-hmm. more than like, I mean, even, you know, what you're talking about of like, you're just born with a, like a, a depraved yeah. desire for yeah. for sin, mm-hmm. you know, and you, we were talking about that the other week of like how hard it is, how, how we have to choose to worship God, but it, we don't have to choose to worship yeah. other things, yeah. you know, it's just built in in us. Mm-hmm. It's that like broken part of us. That's, yeah. Well, and I use the kind of the example and the illustration Sunday morning of um, you know, it, it's hard to believe that mm-hmm. this cute little precious newborn baby um, is is born into sin, yeah. born with a dark heart, yeah. um, which David talks about in Psalms mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but the older that child, the older that child gets, the more that we begin to see it. Yeah. Because at about a year and a half, two years, you begin yeah. to see flashes of that. Oh, yeah. so that's what that means. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, any parents out there, any of you, we've all had our children lie to us. Mm. We've all had our children lie to us. At what point did we ever teach our children to lie? Mm. You don't. Mm. And that, that's just one of the examples that, that I think is out there that, you know, we're just, we're born into a bad state. Yeah. And only mm. Christ can redeem us. Mm. Uh, then we talked about, you know, kind of three practical areas because mm. we, being born that way, being born with that lean, we always have this. Our first inclination is to try to do it ourselves. So, you know, we, we looked at three areas that, that we try to redeem, restore, reconcile ourselves mm-hmm. to God. Um, and, and first, we try to redeem ourselves through ourselves, mm-hmm. making ourselves better, you know, <laughs> yeah. putting in work for us. And, and, you know, I, I'm not going to go into great detail there, but I'm not saying you don't need to try to be a better person. Mm-hmm. Do that. Yeah. Please do that. We all need to be better people. But if we're leaning on that for our redemption, we're, we're going to fall short, yeah. so woefully short every mm-hmm. time. Uh, we look to others you know, in, in relationships, in dynamics, in all of those type of things. We feel like, ah, if I could just find a husband, if I could just find a wife, if I could just find a best friend, if I could just find that coworker, if I could just, you know, if I could just find that person, then that would fix yeah. me. Um, and the best that anyone else can make you in, in, in your life is as good as they are. Mm. Which, is still know, which is still yeah. so totally flawed. Yeah. Um, because, you know, here again, we're never going to be good enough mm-hmm. for God. You know, and if there's if there's someone who's going to be dependent upon me to make them what they you know the best that that they can be, I'm only going to be able to make them the as good as I am. Yeah. And I'm terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely wicked. 
and that's as good as I can make anyone else. Like, how, how can we expect someone else to make it, to fix us, to make us right, when we can't even do that for ourselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and and then we looked at the world. Um, you know, we looked to the world to try to redeem us. Um, mm-hmm. Good works, try to obtain things, try to give things, try to do all of these things, yeah. which again is not inherently bad in some cases. Yeah. But for our redemption, our restoration, and our reconciliation, it's just, it's not even close. Mm. It's yeah. not even close. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that last one especially, um, something I've discovered moving to America, like we have, we have it back home as well, like in Ireland, but here there is a, a larger emphasis on, on stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, it's the, the sort of American dream type yeah. of thing, working your way up, getting the best things and all that kind of stuff. And like, you know, moving here, I was like, I'm not going to fall into that. And very quickly, I find like, you know, we were driving around in a 93 rusted Corolla. And I was like, well, this isn't really great. And I was like, well, no, it actually got us from A to B. I don't need mm-hmm. any, you know. And it's so easy to get warped into that. Like, yeah. if only I had this. If only I had this nicer camera. If only I had this better car. If only I, you know. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a terrible mentality. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And it's very, it's so hard to avoid mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, definitely some bad news. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, it, people yeah. didn't walk out of here, you yeah. know, clicking their heels like they were going to see the Wizard of Oz or yeah. anything, yeah. you know, I mean, it was, yeah. but I told them, I yeah. warned them up front. Yeah, but it was a good sort of humbling, um, a humbling and convicting kind of message without it being like, uh, soul destroying. Right, well that's good, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear are, that there, too. There's, there's some of those sermons sometimes you hear people talking, you're like, wow. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and although that's what I was saying, I yeah, was trying yes, to yeah. say it. Gently. Even though that's true, that's yeah. not. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I mean, like, so of all those three chapters, I mean, like, there's so much stuff oh, yeah. <laughs> that you must have had to. I mean, never mind the creation story. Yes, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. There was there was a lot of things really um, that that I had to chop this mm-hmm. week. Um, one of them, and, and it's kind of like telling a story mm-hmm. making a, a movie you know doing something you have to look at what is the true narrative mm-hmm. what is the story what is the point that needs to be forwarded you know here's here's what we need to push and we need to make sure that everything's forwarding that moving that along yeah um one of the things that i really kind of stu- that i got caught up on mm-hmm. was right at the very beginning uh, you know this this concept of God creating us for fellowship. Mm. This concept like God created us because he was lonely. Mm. Uh, and it's, to me, it's such terrible thinking. Mm. Such terrible thinking because, I mean, we're, we are Trinitarians. Mm-hmm. You know, we believe in the Holy Trinity. Mm-hmm. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, which means that as being part of a triune God, he was not alone. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, never mind the the angels, yeah. the countless angels that he's had surrounding him. Yeah. But for some reason, we've bought into this thinking of God needed us. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so I went down that rabbit hole, and then very quickly, rem- you know, came to the realization yeah. that while this is good, and at some point this will be necessary, yeah, uh, this is not mm. this is not pushing that narrative. It's mm. not forwarding the point. Mm. Um, and then there was there was a couple other things you know I would have dissected First Thessalonians five twenty three much much more mm-hmm. uh, in that spirit soul body yeah. concept because yeah. there's so much of that uh, and we'll get to it later on in this study but 
if we're meant to be three-part beings, which mm-hmm. we are, mm-hmm. and we're born with two of them, that means that there's a void. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we constantly fight is trying to fill that void with the wrong things, mm-hmm. with um, something that's going to uh, fill that to make us whole. And we mm-hmm. look at those, and that can be relationships, that can be a job, that can be a career, that can be sex, that can be addiction, that can be alcohol, that can be yeah. monetary things, that can be so much that we try to fill that void with. And there's only one thing that will fill it. Mm-hmm. But what we there's kind of this illusion in this feeling that you know let, let's say it's it's alcohol you know alcohol fills that void for a moment mm. and it becomes destructive yeah but yet whenever the destruction we learn to hate that thing that is destructing us that mm-hmm. is causing this but yet we don't know another source to look for mm. so if we are if it is alcohol, if it is drugs, if it is pornography, if it is sex, we see these things and they're pleasurable in the moment mm-hmm. and it's filling in the moment, but the after effects lead to our destruction. Yeah. But if we don't have any other way or any other means to point to fill that void, then what's the thing that we go back to? Mm-hmm. That very thing that yeah. is causing our destruction because, hey, at least momentary pleasure and momentary filling of that bo- void is better than none at all. Mm. So, yeah. you know, that was something that I had to look at. And we will get yeah. to that portion yeah, in this good. study. But, I mean, it's a it's an emptiness, a hollowness that is like, it, it's it's kind of like, as I made my coffee, this, see, everything can come back to coffee. It comes, <laughs> it's such a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful creation. Uh, it's like when you're pouring, you know, the water over the coffee, mm-hmm. um, it's going to fill up and you have to stop, but there's this slow trickle mm-hmm. that's filtering through and coming out the bottom that mm-hmm. eventually all of it's going to run out. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the same thing when we're mm-hmm. trying to fill that void with something other than the spirit of God. That's a, yeah. That's a good note. Are you going to make a coffee on stage whenever you're doing this analogy? Oh, yes, <laughs> Jesus. Yes, I, I feel inspiration yeah, now. Yeah, that's what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Well, one to look forward to for yeah, sure. Um, and, and, you know, really one that, that I kind of wanted to hit because I'm a, I'm, I'm a relational kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I really, um, I love relationships. Mm-hmm. I love helping people in their relationships and stepping them through them. But that, that concept of us trying to fix ourselves through others mm-hmm. uh, is, is a really dangerous thing, you know, because, and I didn't get into it, but my wife, I wouldn't be where I am without her. My mm-hmm. life would be incomplete. I mean, there's just so many things that I can look and yeah. I could say, man, she is just, she is amazing. Mm-hmm. And she she completes me in so many different ways. And, and my calling, her calling, mm-hmm. is dependent upon the, you know, somewhat on some level yeah. dependent upon the other. But as awesome as my wife is, she would make a terrible God. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. just an absolute train yeah. wreck yeah. of a God. And vice versa. You know, if that's, yeah. and, and looking around at our relationships... Uh, and then I, I did throw this concept out, but you know, for not all of us feel like we need to be completed by someone else. Mm-hmm. Some of us feel like we need to complete others, mm-hmm. and we have this savior complex that, yeah. that we need to be in their lives fixing them because people are projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there was so much stuff 
that yeah. I, I don't even have yeah. time to get into. I mean, we're, I we're longer now than <laughs> yeah. what we what we usually yeah. go. But uh, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of stuff. But those were the ones that really came uh-huh. came to mind that I was like, this is so good, but but I can't. Yeah. I just can't right now. Yeah, well, definitely need to come back to them at some point. I think I'd be. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Hopefully, it gives people a bit of a hunger for yeah. diving into that. You know, wetting, little... wetting the appetite. So absolutely, to speak. there, there it is, there it is. Um, yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we are running quite late, but all good stuff, you know. So. Uh, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think so. We, could probably do we may have lost, we may have lost people. You know, twenty minutes ago. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> it's not uncommon for yeah. me to lose people halfway through what I'm saying. So. <laughs> well, I, uh, I was joking with I think with you and Kim. Um, I think I think I was talking to you about this, but my pastor back home, the uh, the microphone that's that he uses for the <laughs> for the, the sermon is connected to the pulpit. So if he sees people fall asleep, he'll bang on the pulpit when he's making a big point just to try and wake them up. So uh, we can't really do that here. But if you ever you know, well, in, wait a minute. There, there it is. There we go. All right. <laughs> well, you know, we'll have to see if we can do that somewhere. Yeah, in, can, in the oh, maybe I, maybe I can just uh, walk around to the drums and just clang, yeah, uh, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll have to dive into the next one next week. Um, some good news. Good next news. Week. We're looking at the gospel next yeah. week. Yes, yeah. the good news. Good of news. The good news, bad news equation. Yeah. Yeah. We'll hopefully see you all or hear you all or, well, you hear us. Listen, <laughs> I'm, liking, I'm liking the y'all. Y'all, uh, I know it's bad. You not only not only is the guy from Northern Ireland saying y'all, but he's saying it with a little bit of a draw. There's well, like, y'all. It's just, I, I just like to, it. it's just to it's make Y-A-W-L. people feel comfortable. I mean, if I had to say what we would do back home we don't say y'all we say usins Ooh, i like that <laughs> see you see you next week so like use y-o-u-s i like that it's very strange i like that okay. the annoying part is when people spell it in a text with u-s-e that <laughs> drives me up the walls anyway or the annoying part could be us just rambling on <laughs> as we're trying true. to close That's this episode <laughs> <laughs> we'll chat to you all next week see you guys Bye.